G'day and welcome to Oceanic Gaming Radio, where we uh, pull apart the week's uh, gaming news, share our views on that gaming news, and uh, we hope you can join us too. <laughs> that was very good rhyming, Captain. Hey, I love that there you go. Pull it, pull yep. it apart like a nice slow-cooked lamb brisket. Oh, damn. Mm. I haven't eaten yet, so that's um, that's making me... Feel all kinds of <laughs> salivating. salivating, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, welcome on in, everyone. Thanks for joining us. If you're watching live from Twitch.tv, we appreciate you being in here. And if you're listening to us from your car, uh, mowing the lawn, uh, whatever it is else that you could potentially be doing whilst listening to this via podcast, appreciate you too. Uh, now, my name's Captain Perth. Yeah, you probably know who I am. You're probably a return customer for the uh, the slot that we sell in this little podcast here. But uh, yeah. My name's Capo, and alongside me, as always, is our good friends Pavloverface and Grizzly Gaming eighty freaking six baby. How we doing, boys? Doing beautiful. Great. Ahoy, ahoy. Very good, mate. I'm very good. We all good. caught up on the weekend, didn't we, boys? That was yeah, we that did was actually. Nice thing to do. We had a uh, we had a blindsided moose, a, a regular listener in here, and very very good friend of ours. Uh, his um, what is he like? 12 years old or something? Something years old. Uh, his birthday party. And, yeah, it was a ripper. He did a uh, his own uh, Spicks and Specs quiz, oh. which was, if you're, not, if you're not familiar with the game show Spicks and Specs, here in Australia it's like a music quiz show and they often get, like, Australian comedians and all kinds of people coming in, you know, uh, Musicians, uh, they all sit on panels and there's all these sort of music-themed quiz games. And, uh, yeah, it was an absolute rip. He did really fucking good job of putting it together. And the food, oh, dear God. Cap, you know who else did a really good job? You yeah. in the quiz. Absolutely oh. fucking carried your team <laughs> to victory. I, I, went, I was fucking teeing <laughs> off, boys. Absolutely. I tell you what, the best round... Was the round where so it was all that it was like the round the idea for the round was they showed black metal uh, logos and you had to try and read what the text was inside the logo and I was like you beauty my fucking <laughs> childhood's coming in fucking in in handy finally uh, what was so, the, uh, yeah. what was that one dude the uh, cattle decapitation. <laughs> Cattle decapitation. <laughs> you you yeah. could not read these. There's no way you could read them. Uh, a couple of them glasses. I had to because I didn't know what they were. The hardest mm. one was that one that was something putridity. Yeah, um, right. There was I didn't even know putridity was a word. So I don't know how anyone would have got that. But yeah, a couple yeah. of the ones I already knew. Like the first one, bloodbath, knew that one because one you love that band. Yeah. Um, I've heard of capital decapitation, and the rest of them I didn't know. Basically, just had just to read them. Yeah, had, had that had metal eye, mate. Knew what was going on. Got the metal eye. It's crazy how they have that. They still have that marketing now, and all those metal posters you see, like even yeah. metal bands use that. Well, I suppose it's kind of like um, you know emotes on Twitch and stuff, right? Like you know, some people just kind of fit into a into a kind of niche, I guess, and then it, it just kind of. 
it goes around, which and obviously for black metal bands and 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 whatnot, they've kind of just crank or metal bands in general. A lot of you know, it's not just black metal; it's a lot of metal bands sort of use this kind of like crazy writing that little, you know, mm. mental. But uh, the yeah. food though, ten out of ten on the food. Like dude, apparently, yes, um, April was cooking that for a whole week, dude. A oh yeah, of weeks, no, some of yeah. it. Like we yeah. had smoked meats and like anything you could think of, any any kind of. Yeah, there was, she made sushi. She made her own pies and quiches. Sausage she made rolls. this insane, um, like sweet soy pork belly uh, snag rolls. There was uh, Conti rolls as well. Um, a huge fruit board. Um, fuck, there was, dude, it was nuts. I actually took a, a thing home with stuff <laughs> in you? it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was like, Boosie, well, you're gonna need help with this, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you got any takeaway containers? Dude. And he was like, absolutely, I do. I was fine, Cap, right? I had my three tequila mixes and then I had a beer. And then when those spirits came out, I just probably just went a little bit too far, mate. Because, yes, like I was telling you before the stream, I was hung over <laughs> by like 8 o'clock. Got home that night and I was just like, oh, man, I had the biggest fucking headache. And just not dealing with it. Not good. Mate, it was funny. Like Grizz bought this, um, this bottle of um, Irish... Liqueur or something like that. It was mm. really nice, a uh, bit too nice. And so Grizz opened it on for Moosey and then just proceeded to go, glug, 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 glug. <laughs> I was like, mate, that's not your fucking present, pal. <laughs> yeah, I just fucking plucked it in there. Yeah, I honestly, the I don't know what I was thinking, mate. I was thinking like it was just going to be, I was, I, if I hadn't stopped myself, I probably would have done like a accidentally just poured myself a full three-quarter yeah. of a glass, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but Moosey an absolute oh mate, it was so funny. But an absolutely uh, wonderful uh, catch up. So it was good to good to see all you guys in the in the flesh as always. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Grizz, yes, I did want to a... talk about the yes. international saga. Yeah, um, so give people a rundown of what the international is first. Okay, so we need to know. I'm, talk- I'm talking Dota two here, right? It is, the, it is their biggest event of the year. Um, essentially, it's kind of like the equivalent to like CS Worlds or what's the League of Legends one, Cap? League of Legends uh, something. I can't remember what they call that one. Um, something. But, uh, the Open or something like that? Uh, maybe That's something it, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, anyway, it is, their, it is their big annual event where all of their majors, you win points through the majors and you end up at the international. And they host this live event every year and it, it basically like circulates its way around the world depending on where it is. Now, it landed in Singapore, which is in the OCE region. For it. So it is the first time in a long time and probably the first time in a long time to come um, that Australians have had a, a good location for us to go. So me and a few friends, uh, Cap was kind of included, but he's got baby coming, so couldn't couldn't make this one, decided that we would fly over. Now, Cap, this, the venue has 10,000 capacity, right? Um the Dota is spread across between the qualifiers and the main stage seven days. So 70,000 tickets across yeah. the ticketed days to go. Now what happened is all the tickets across all the stages, including the final, sold out in 30 minutes. Yeah. Bang, gone. Now the crazy thing is, though, on top of this, Chris, is just you've got to understand if you have no idea about this event, this is a world-drawing event people come from all over the globe to this event because it is like it's as big as it gets for dota and people huge. will fly yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's massive it's fucking huge yeah but yeah carol sorry i just want to well, get that it, tur- it turns out that a lot in fact the majority of the tickets we don't know how many exactly but were scalped so yeah you know one guy for instance had 60 tickets to the final somehow the way it kind of worked is you got got yourself on a 60. website and it would put you in a queue basically to get tickets um 
and you were supposed to be assigned like a random place in the queue once the ticketing sales opened. When I got in the queue, dude, I was waiting there for about an hour with Pete waiting for the queue to pop, got in, and I was at 20,000th in the queue with this 10,000 yeah. tickets available. So I straight away knew that I wasn't getting a ticket. I wasn't going to get through. Pete yeah. was like, I think he was about 12,000. You know, we got very lucky. We managed to get five tickets. On Reddit under Dota 2. Huge uproar. Huge uproar because all these people yep. had accommodation booked, flights booked, whatever else, and going to this event and can't make it in. Dude, so. it fucking sucks. And, the, and the thing is, though, Grizz, now correct me if I'm wrong, the idea with these tickets is that you still need to show ID and the ticket that you purchased, the, t- the, the, the card you purchased the ticket on. So what are yeah. all these scalpers going to do with these tickets? I just don't get it. I don't know, man. I, that's the thing. Like they're selling. So this this guy that had had uh, sixty tickets cap, he was selling them for a thousand dollars a pop, which is double the price. And Christ. this this website that you sold them from is like a scalping website, and it tells you how many people are buying tickets. And who knows whether to believe that? But I don't know. I mean, I must admit, right? If I really wanted to go to this, like. How how else is the I'm but not going to go for another five years. What do you do, mate? Well, like, that's the thing. Like, I just I don't know what the solution is because I feel like if there was an easy solution to scalpers, there it would be done now. <laughs> it wouldn't be an issue. But obviously, yeah. it's a bit more difficult than that because you know you don't know if people have the intention to go to somewhere. But it's it's just shit. It just sucks. Like the actual people who watch and live and breathe this game can't. Yeah. You know, can't benefit from the fact that there's this sick event. You know, especially think about you know being this close to Australia. Like, it's gonna be a lot of you know potentially maybe the only time that people get a chance to go. I mean, when's the next time that you, we we expect to see an oceanic Dota? It's be at um, least five years, at least four or five years, yeah. I'd say, but at yeah. least so. Absolutely sucks. You know, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's just shit. But so that's the story oh, well. there for you, Cap, which kind of sucks, but it kind of has a. I guess the the good thing is, is I'm going to the international. Very luckily, we had one person get through, and the you know the original intention was that we're all going to get through individually and buy our own tickets, and then we realised that holy shit, actually we're not going to get tickets here. If one person gets in, just buy as many as you can, and then we can kind of share them out after that. So got got pretty lucky, mate. Pretty lucky. Yeah. Well, I mean. As long as you know you guys got in there, it's all good. But it's interesting because um, Sukai in chat saying that his mate um, was eight thousandth in the queue and still didn't get tickets, but Pete was twelve oh, really? thousandth. I think so. And, yeah, I need to confirm yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, his took his took ages to process too. I actually think he might have only just snaffled one. But Sukai, I know that the um, apparently the qualifying tickets sold first, and they were sold out within even less time, like twenty minutes, kind of thing. Really. So. Yeah, yeah, even even sooner. So it's, it's crazy. Just nuts, yeah, nuts. hopefully they can do something about it. I think like the only way that you're really going to combat it is because I don't believe they did a very good job of uh, of advertising that they mm. were going to be checking cards and stuff. So yeah, it, maybe if they had let that information out earlier, maybe that would have deterred some scalpers. Because mm. I mean, how are you going to actively be able to sell those on? Uh, it's, it's it's interesting. 60, I don't really know. Sixty tickets, sixty times five hundred is what cap? Sixty times five hundred. That's like what three thousand? <laughs> sixty times five hundred. I think it's. I think that's three thousand. Three thousand. I think yeah. so. So this yeah. dude that bought sixty tickets blew three thousand. Imagine if he couldn't unsell those. That's a. Well, I mean, he's not going to. Like, how is he? Like, unless he can manage to transfer sixty different tickets. I don't, I don't dude, know. they will sell. I'm telling you, those scalp tickets will sell hundred percent. 
Yeah, but then like, no one can do anything with them when they get there. They're going to rock up and be like, well, show me the card you bought it on. You'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> here's my card. They'd be like, that's mm-hmm. not the card. Like, well, it's the card I bought it off the scalper from. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, you might be yeah. right, mate. Maybe they won't sell. I hope they don't sell, motherfuckers. You know, if they don't sell, dude, then I'm going to be in this venue, be like me and Pete and Pandy. Just us in Also, there. correction, like, it was yeah. 30000 not 3000 <laughs> 30000 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice. lot of spondulis. Yeah. That's like almost a, a house deposit for some people. <laughs> it's nuts. See, Simo just reckons they will all sell. I rec- Dude, I reckon they will sell too, honestly. I think- yeah, but I just don't understand. Like, So, like, you're going to buy these tickets that you literally yeah. can't use. Well, some people, it's worth taking the risk, I guess, for 800 bucks to go and try to I don't know. How's that worth? I don't understand how people can take that risk. It just makes no sense to me. Like, maybe you literally can't been... get in the venue because you don't have the card this dirty scalper used to get it to buy these tickets. It's just, you know, it's just, well, no. I would hope that those people buying those scalped tickets do a bit of research to find out if they're going to be able to get in. And I, yeah, ticket scalping sucks. And I hope that, um, I hope that, you know, do you know what, Mo Grizz? Like, Ticketmaster, surely, like, this is what they do, man. Like, those tickets yeah, are going to sell regardless of... Oh, there's going to be something. There's going to be something. Well, this is the like, thing, though. Like, you're only supposed to be able to f- buy five tickets per person. And if yeah. you log... So they've got, like, all sorts... They've got, like... I, they're obviously getting multiple IPs to buy multiple tickets. Yeah. and They would have just had, like 50, like, 50 virtual machines logged in all at once, ready to go, ran a script, it opens up a browser, goes into here... I'm like surprised Barry didn't hook some fucking weird machine up to get us tickets, to be honest. <laughs> well, you never know, mate. You might use some of his Bitcoin to uh, to flog mm-hmm. him. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, anyways, well, um, yeah, look, that fucking sucks. But hopefully mm-hmm. in the future we won't have to deal with this shit and, um, you know, we'll live in this utopia free of ticket scalpers and other dirty crooks and scoundrels. But in the meantime, yeah, let's continue on with the rest of the show, Grizz. Now. Before we do anything, as always, we want to thank our wonderful Patreons for continuing to uh, support this little uh, this little little shindig of ours. Uh, you guys, bloody rock! Uh, thank you for uh, financially, uh, you know, raising us up above the waves and and that is uh, financial distress uh, when it comes to the podcasting industry. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, Sukai, Moosey, mm-hmm. Hoen Honey, Caging Runt, Sergeant Paul, and our brand new. Patreon, Lee G, Lee DG. Thank you, guys. You guys freaking rock. Appreciate you. Thank you very now, much for um, paying towards Pav's PC upgrades. Yeah, legit. All this, all this, all this spondulies, you know, the big bucks that we're making in this, you know, the <laughs> triple figures shit is going straight to Pav's next huge yeah. build. You know, it's going to be fully custom. Um, it's going to have, it's going to be pineapple themed, I would assume. And cup holders. Cup holders. Cup holders, yeah. Yeah. It'd be like one of those things that you wear on your head that have the size. Yeah. Yeah. You wear the whole computer on your head. Yeah. That's where the liquid cooler Actually, is just going to go through. Water cooler. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it. appreciate you. Now, look, if you guys want to uh, – if you if you're thinking shit, I'd love to give Cap, Pav, and Grizz some fucking money, and we'd be going, hey, come on, bring it on. Uh, you can do so by jumping on Patreon and uh, looking up for Oceanic Gaming Radio, uh, and then uh, yeah, just follow the prompts. Uh, it's pretty straightforward, pretty fucking easy. Now we've got a big show for you tonight. Lots of stuff on the uh, on the menu on the uh, on the uh, restaurant de café la Oceanic Gaming Radio. Uh, 
So first up, we're going to be talking about what we've been playing for the week um, and, you know, for the last little bit. Uh, I don't think we've done a real decent sort of, sort of you know, bite-sized uh, what we've been playing segment. So, yeah, get around that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, some mods that uh, were pumped into Skyrim recently. Uh, very cool stuff there. Uh, Microsoft versus Sony continues. Uh, there's some uh, bit of sadness, bit of vitriol being thrown uh, across the uh, the airwaves between those two companies. Um, now, Sony is also doing some more NFT stuff, so we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, esports. We just spoke a little bit about, about that. We're going to go a little bit deeper into esports uh, and uh, the Commonwealth Games. And uh, Splatoon 3 has gotten some new shit happening on the YouTube, on the tube of the U. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, strap yourselves in. We've also got the uh, the weekly poll and the regular quickfire news. So uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're sitting down, um, keep sitting. And if you're standing up, keep standing up. Uh, but anyways, let's jump straight in, Grizz. All right, you start. What have you been okay, playing? Right. Well, I know that we've been playing one game, which is... <clears throat> shared between us both, but oh, yes. I, uh, I I streamed Cult of the Lamb on Friday night. Cap, yeah, Cult now, of the, Lamb, the the new Devolver digital release, which came out yeah. last week. Now we have yeah. we have sort of pumped it up a little bit in this in the in the podcast uh, in recent episodes because we've we've really I feel like we were drawn to this Grizz not only because yeah. it's from Devolver Digital our indie darlings um, that we mm-hmm. love to support mm-hmm. and and um, you know caress in our sweet embrace, uh, but uh, Cold of the Lamb. It's um, well, it's it's kind of like a a, a roguelite uh, dungeon crawler with base building um, attached. Um, Would you call so- it real time strategy? Is that what you call that base base management? Um, kind of thing. What would you call that? I don't know because it's not really Age of Empires, right? It's kind of just like your like time transpires, and within that time, you're mm. you know accumulating resources. Um, your followers are doing things in real time, so you kind of as as um, you know as time goes on, things are transpiring, and you're using yeah. the stuff that's generated over that time, or things that have happened to assess what you're going to do with your with your uh, with your cult. But let, mm. before we start, Grizz, um, yes. let's just a quick breakdown of what the go is with the story. So you basically, you play this lamb. Gets taken off to um, these big demigod kind of bishop-looking things, and uh, your character uh, basically uh, gets sacrificed in front of them because they believe that you're going to fulfil some prophecy uh, that Mm -hmm. will basically undermine their efforts to, uh, uh, you know, uh, enslave uh, the, the denizens of the world. And just this cutesy uh, little there. lamb cap. Just this cutesy little lamb, mate. Yeah, it's all done with that, this yeah? cutesy little graphic that uh, you know a lot of Devolver-style games are known for. Uh, mm. Kind of, uh, it's very um, what's it called, Grizz? Uh, Binding of Isaac esque, yeah. right? So, yeah. yeah. But basically, that's kind of the vague idea of the story. What happens is uh, you basically end up getting your own cult and you take on the the dirty other cult bishops and uh, you're doing it all for your own kind of uh mm. well god that you're kind of you know been been given powers by but it's very cool um now what and tell me about your experience Chris. okay all right well i've kind of pulled out my favorite parts of the game cap here the bits that i found um that has driven me to to enjoy this game so much first bit is the art style mate so i think everything's extremely well animated and I love this kind of mixture where you've got 
really cute, cutesy-looking animals, lambs, turtles, goats, that are set in this extremely morbid, dark narrative. You know, you're sacrificing your followers and you're seeing their limbs fall off. It's kind of like this... Uh, um, the amalgamation of the um, cute art style with the dark narrative is kind of a little bit wacky and a bit different, and I really enjoyed that. I thought it was pretty intelligent. Um, but I liked the mixture cap between like the the action RPG nature when you go dungeon delving to then coming back out of that and having almost a completely separate game in itself that sits yeah. alongside this this action RPG element, which is your you're, you're managing your, your base and <clears throat> you're building things with resources and. You're managing the relationships of the people in there and <clears throat> stuff randomly happens. Like uh, one of my cultists wanted me to cook them some poo to eat because they had a dark <laughs> desire to eat shit. A dark desire. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had that happen in my game yet. But I, like I can only imagine this cute little like pig animal coming up and just saying, mate, I just yeah. need, to, I need to eat a shit. Exactly. Right. I need Just you to cook me a shit and I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Dude, it's so, what I find really funny as well is like you feed your followers, you cook them some food and they, um, We'll go off to a corner of your base somewhere and just do a little turd in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and like if, yeah. If, you, if you follow them and you watch them poo, they get like a little embarrassed face yeah. and they're like, what are you watching me for? It's funny because the, the food that you cook for your, because you're basically juggling all these different, um, you know, meters, like overall uh, well, overall faith towards you as a cult leader, uh, their hunger and a few other bits and pieces. But, you know, because they need to eat, obviously, so you're cooking food for them. Uh, the different types of food have a different associated mm. amount of chance to make them have a shit instantaneously. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll just like, act, like instantaneously poo themselves. And if one um, of them which is poos classic. themselves in front of someone else, someone else I think has a chance to become sick and vomit. And like yes. so like you might have yeah. someone poo and then someone else just yeah. like vomits on the floor. Yeah. And, you- and this and the <laughs> illness is another meter that you're trying to manage as well because you know, you need to be cleaning up the area because you don't want mm. there to be poo around because people get sick when there's too much poo around. So you're trying to manage that as well. It's 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 pretty good. So you know in the terms of the base building aspect, obviously you're building structures to um, have more followers to enable mm. you to get more resources, which will then enable you to, uh, well, because so, you have your own, your your character has uh, systems that enable him or them to uh, progress in levels, basically. So when they go out and do the, the dungeon crawling side of stuff, they've got stronger weapons, better yep. abilities. Um, mm-hmm. But there's, there's, there's a lot of systems going on all at once. And you're trying to make sure that, you know, Okay, it's a new day. I need to go and give a sermon, and then I've got to go and give everyone their their blessing. And then, yeah, oh shit, yeah. I need to make sure I go and get all the berries and harvest those quickly, so I can make more food. And then you're like, oh shit, now I need to go and make sure I collect all the shit out of the chest. <laughs> and, and like, you're just going through this mental arithmetic game of you know listing all the things I need to do every day. It's uh, it's, it's now nuts. mind the pun here, Cap. But one bit that I really liked about this was that you're constantly trying to pull the wool over your followers' uh, eyes. I feel like you as the uh, cult leader, you know that this is just like full of shit kind of thing. And they yeah. slowly s- start to lose faith in you if you do certain things wrong. And I had one person in my cult who just was like a naysayer and they were just yeah. like rebelling against me. And I was yeah. like, 
what do you do? You can like sacrifice them or you can yeah. lock them up in the dungeon to like reform <laughs> them. Or it's just like- That's what I did. So I haven't killed anyone yet. I've been trying to do like a pacifist run because I just, I can't bring myself to do it, dude. That's just too cute. Well, I've been doing, I've been naming all my um, little animal friends like puns on the type of animal they are. So like I had no. a rabbit who was called Raybit, um, like, you know, Ray. Um, yep. And then I had um, I had a I had a porcupine who I called Paul Porcupine, oh <laughs> and I had God, a hedgehog dude. who I called Huge Hog, <laughs> as in you know Hugh Grant kind of thing. But yeah, there yeah. was there was some baller fucking names. There. I can't remember the other ones I had. Um, uh, but yeah, very very cool. But um, now Grizz, obviously that's the kind of base building side of stuff, mm-hmm. and 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 there as actually is kind of like a world map where you're going to different areas as the game opens up a little bit, and you get access yep. to new kind of mini systems and mini games and stuff like that, which are useful. Um, you know, there's fishing and stuff involved, and also there's a um, a dice game that you can play to kind of gamble. Um, that I've noticed, yeah. I've found so far. Um, but I what do you think about well. the dungeon crawling stuff, Grizz? That's like uh, that's dude, the well, bread and butter. I feel. Yeah. Well, that's what. And in fact, this is one of my uh, when we get to it. But one of my um, points for improvement is around the dungeon crawling aspect because that's what is probably drawing me to this game. Um, is the roguelite dungeon crawling piece where you yeah. go through a dungeon and it has those roguelite elements. So what I mean by that is each time you go in there. Um, there's like a card dealer where you can pick a card out of multiple options and um, the cards will do different things for the particular run that you're on. So maybe extra damage or maybe an extra heart. Same yep. thing with the weapons. You can pick between different weapons that will show up in bits and pieces. It really is a classic roguelite, um, very yeah. similar to, um, like you mentioned, Binding of Isaac before, um, ha- uh, Hades, pretty similar to Hades as well. And another one which is not as popular, but undermined. So that, uh, but it plays really nice on a controller. Catalog feels really smooth yep. and responsive, and yep. I actually really like. I actually like it better than Isaac Cap for one reason. Um, it has the dodge roll, which has iframes attached to that. So yeah, being able yep. to dodge out of the way, and you know, you see an attack coming, and you're dodging yep. through the attack, um, was pretty cool. So yeah, and have you have you managed to hit any of the bosses yet, Chris? Yeah, so I think I knocked uh, the. Two, fir- oh, the or the first area main boss knocked him yep. off, and then I think is there like mini bosses cap um in the each area. There's like yeah, um, so there's like you kind of do a few runs through each major zone, and yep. then once you kind of do a certain amount, you unlock the boss, and then once you kind yep. of do a certain amount again, then you unlock the next area. So, um, hmm. yeah, yeah. So I have done the first area main boss, and then gotten through a couple of of the minor ones in the in the second area. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I guess uh, uh, what are your thoughts on the dungeon crawling aspects, Cap? Well, Did it tick the boxes for I've, I've been really enjoying it. <laughs> I've just been playing it on normal and mm. it's not um, – I haven't died yet, so it's not difficult. I probably could bump it up a little bit, but I, I can't. The, the difficulty is slowly progressing and I can kind of feel it. Um, mm. Once I've killed the first boss, I definitely feel like – well, there was literally a moment in the story where I was like, oh, now we're going to you know pump it up a yeah. little bit. And they did, yeah. you know, and it was good. And now it feels a little bit more uh, difficult. But So I'm playing on the Switch Grizz. Ah, and yes. How it's it been play? okay. Mm. But considering mm-hmm. I would say this game's fairly graphically unintense, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, a few like moments in there I'm just though. like, oh, man, why did I buy this for Switch? Because it feels like the perfect Switch game, in my opinion. Like, 
It's just like, you know, it's a small little kind of diorama. Like that's kind of like visual style, actually, just whilst it's on my mind. It's like a little diorama that you're sort of moving through. Very and, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yep. with the binding of Isaac kind of, um, mm. you know, uh, art style. Now, um, yeah, with the Switch, there are some, you know, not horrific, but there's definitely some issues with frame drop, especially for some of the for the bigger bosses that I fought that, yeah, it's just not ideal, you know? Like, God, we talk about it every, every fucking week, I feel, Grizz, but God, mm-hmm. please, Nintendo, bring out a Switch Pro. God damn, I'm fucking over, like, this, this pathetic hardware, um, you know, fucking bottleneck that we just can't seem to get over, and it's just it's so frustrating. Like, it almost makes me want to just buy a Switch cap. Do you, did you want to play PC? <sighs> no, because I don't want to sit on my computer and play this game. I really don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it just makes me long for a Steam Deck now, basically, because I'm like, oh, God, it would just be Look, the perfect I, game for this. I think if I wasn't going to stream it, I would have bought it on Switch as well. Um, yeah. But that is something that I want to talk about. Is genius. So yeah. I haven't touched that. I haven't played it either. Because oh. it's actually it was it was so popular, Cap, that it actually blew the servers up for the extension. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you Holy can, moly. You can, you can use it now. But the way it kind of works, man, is um, it has an overlay. You know how good the Dota 2 overlay is, Cap? There's quite a lot of information. You can click yep. on things, interactable. Yep. So the, the one for Cult of the Lamb actually allows your viewers to select um, the skins that you've got available in your game, create their own characters, the colors, oh. whatever they want. And they can pull them, them in. And they can pull them in, yeah. Oh, and it also so allows cool. them, when you're out dungeoning doing your run, they will make decisions, things like um, you get a certain bit of invincibility for the boss, they might spawn an enemy. But similar to the, remember how we used to get fucked over playing, um, what was uh, Vermintide. Game, Vermintide, yes, very yeah. similar aspect, very similar to that. Far so. out, that is cool as mm. hell, man. That's very, very freaking looks, cool. Yeah, it looks very cool. I, I honestly cannot wait to play it with, I think that's, what uh, for streamers now we just going on to this next topic cap hugely successful on twitch cult of the yep. lamb yeah hugely successful. Yeah, absolutely devolver digital have now the brief on targeting their audience and selling oh games, yeah right like, but uh, do you know what man like i feel like because the uh, indie dev studios just do so well because they think outside the box right and, okay, they might not have the same kind of capital behind them to really pump out a Call of Duty or anything like that, but they just have more, um, they just have less aversion to risk and they just give things a crack. And, dude, this is such a perfect example of that. Like, mm. who'd have thought some fucking little game about a, a lamb in a cult <laughs> <laughs> would be this big? But, Grizz, it's also an Australian yeah. dev. Did you know that? I actually didn't until I read it in the chat just now. Um Melbourne yeah. Dev. There you go. I so, uh, what are they called? Monster Digital or something? Uh, yeah, Massive yeah. Monster. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, they've got um, a base in Melbourne and uh, they're also UK branched as well. But um, yeah, these guys worked a lot on this game and uh, it's looking cool. freaking really good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're uh, yeah thinking about picking this up, highly recommend it. And obviously, supporting indie devs is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, get around so it. So my overall takeaway, Cap, I paid 10 hours of this. I give it a solid 8.5 Grizzlies out of 10. Yeah. Um, I guess a general a general improvement, maybe not even improvement, this maybe will come later because I know that they're going to yeah. be releasing apparently more content for this. But, like, I honestly found some of the management mechanics of my followers to be, like, too much. Yeah. Um, a bit more of a balance <laughs> between wanting to go. Like, when I was out adventuring, the time is ticking. 
So yeah. people's beds break, people get angry and all this kind of stuff. I would yeah. actually like there to be an option in the game just to play the roguelite aspect about it and not like just do the combat bit and have a run and see how far you can get through the bosses with one run, collecting yeah. equipment, like an, almost like an endless mode, but um, kind of the way that Isaac kind of works because... Yeah, for someone like like me that um, you know really enjoys that roguelite aspect and isn't too fussed about the uh, the base management bits, it can be a bit tedious at times. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can definitely agree with that. And maybe, I think, but... do you know what? I can kind of. So I think this is probably my gripe with it is I definitely feel like over time it feels like the milestones between. Um, you achieving certain things with your base and you achieving certain things out in the roguelike thing are going to be, you know, become bigger and bigger, which is fair. Like, you know, that's how, you know, progression kind of works. But I do feel like the base building stuff will, will certainly get to a point where it's like overly tedious um, okay. to the point where, you know, you're running around trying to give everyone blessings. You probably, like, I've only got probably six or seven followers or something like that. And yeah, I mean, I'm already like, I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit. I just, I, there's just so much to do when I get to my base. And like, it'd be interesting know. to see where it goes, Cap, because it could go the other way where maybe you get something that does the blessings for you. Well, this is the thing. So there are certain things in the game that, and that's what I wanted to kind of go on to next, is there are mm. structures that help you do certain things. So, yeah. for example, with the farming, Normally, you'd have to go out there, you'd, 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 you'd build a plot, uh, you'd plant a seed, you'd water the seed, uh, mm. you can, you know, fertilize it if you need to, and then oh, you're going to try. It takes and... so long. Oh, it takes ages. <laughs> but you can build certain yeah. structures that basically enable you to uh, have your followers tend to the farm. You know, they can go to this special seed area that they can get seeds to replant things. Uh, the only thing they don't seem to do, though, is. Uh, or maybe I just need to find something for them to put uh, like berries into or whatever, but they don't pick the berries after they've grown. So I've got to go and do all that. Yeah. 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 No, I don't think they do that. I couldn't get them to do that either. Yeah. Yeah. So well, how, but, uh, how look, many, uh, what do you give it cap so far out of your time? Yeah. I definitely play, think right? an 8.5. I'm, I'm really enjoying my time with it. Probably will do my usual of not finishing it, but um, yeah. I've really, I've really liked what I've, what I've played so far and, it was, you know, even, okay, I probably paid about, played about the same as you, maybe 10 to 12 hours. And I mean, it's been mm. totally worth the 35 bucks that I paid for it already. You know, like, you know, it's interesting, Grizz. You kind of think about like your your entertainment price per hour, right? And yep. games are just such mm -hmm. an excellent expenditure, aren't they? Yeah. You know, yeah, especially absolutely. a game like this. Mate. You know, you think absolutely. about a movie ticket these days. What are they, like 20 bucks or something? Mm. Um, you've already lost out when you think about, you know the amount of like okay, twelve hours worth of movie. Mm. Mate, that's a lot of fucking money. That's a that's a that's a that's a Dota international ticket, mate. Exactly, <laughs> man, exactly. Scalped oh, one right. of that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, now so yeah, look, Cold of the Lamb, banger of a game. Go and check it out. Now, Grizz, what else have you been playing? Well, I just wanted to really quickly. Um, I actually picked up Hearthstone Cap um, because Pete, one of our friends, told me that um, it's a good time to get back into it, and the reason why is that they're. Uh, Blizzard are trying to get people to pick up some of their old IPs, I think, or their existing ones. Um, there's a bunch of welcome quests where you can get a heap of gold. Now, I've always really enjoyed, Cap, the Hearthstone Arena modes, which is like the drafting. You know, you get three cards and you pick one and you go to the next three cards and you pick one until you've drafted a deck and then um, you play with that deck and whatever else. Um, it's always been, I find quite hard to get hold of gold unless you're playing a lot of games so having these welcome quests you can get up to like 1500 gold which is 10 arena runs just by playing a couple of like quick and easy matches so i picked it up on my on my uh, tablet did the welcome quest got my gold 
Um, it's actually a welcome back quest for, for people that haven't uh, played the game for a while, mate. They, yeah. Uh, get you in that yeah. way. Uh, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's a hard one with card games because I do enjoy things like Hearthstone. I probably, mm. you know, since we had that, uh, that draft night, I really do feel like I think I, I like Magic more than Hearthstone, but I do feel like Hearthstone is obviously a little bit more casual. You can jump in easy and, yep. and bang off you go. But um, just goddamn, they they really fucking drain the money out of you, don't you? Don't they? Hearthstone to play standard uh, every season costs you a lot of money. Yeah, so, it's so crazy. The, the cards go in and out of rotation, and if you're not buying packs, like you just don't have a relevant deck to compete. Yeah, that's what yeah, I found. Pete, Pete and I used to play it quite a lot, mate, and we used to spend a fair bit of money buying the new sets, get the set packs every time they come out, and yeah, it just ends up being a real a real money sink. They, ha- I don't think they've really nailed the model on staying keeping up with the curve. So, yeah, <sighs> you mean in terms of their monetization? Well, I think so, man. The pack to, to buy an arena run, dude, to put this into perspective, it costs you two dollars I think it's two dollars fifty per arena run or hundred and fifty gold. So like and so if you I have said, a shit run, you feel pretty bad about that. I mean yeah, I two dollars fifty it doesn't seem like much, but mm. it, when it compounds, dude, like you know, all of a sudden you do two runs, they both shit, you just spent five bucks. Like Yeah. And I, well, I feel so like that, you don't so really that fifteen hundred gold that you get from the welcome quest buys you ten runs. So that's Two and a half times ten, cap twenty five. That's twenty five bucks that's right there. Thirty that bucks. For, that's that's, that's three thousand yeah. bucks, isn't it? Or something. Yeah, like three thousand bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't bucks. know, because it's interesting that we talk about this because I was kind of having a bit of a look about uh, around uh, the new Marvel Snap game. Now I, we've spoken about this plenty of times. I'm not a Marvel fan. Couldn't give less of a shit about it, frankly. But um, apparently, the Marvel Snap game is actually really good. It's it's pretty you know super casual. You can get in, you know, um, have a pretty um, rad game, and uh, you, you can kind of get things done quite quickly. So it's it's really easy to fit a bunch of games in between things. Like if you're sitting in an appointment, uh, you're in line at the supermarket, even like you probably got time to play a bit of Marvel Snap. But um, they basically had this issue where the monetization was like quite hectic um, to the point where there was a massive backlash from the community, and they came back out and said. Yo, like, you know, yeah, okay, it's pretty bad. Yeah, we agree. <laughs> <Pretty sure. laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they they refunded a bunch of currency, but I just feel like card games just they, yeah. they are just inherently bad, aren't they? And I, I suppose maybe it comes down to the fact that a lot of these card games tend to get chucked on mobile phones and yep. stuff, and then as it, a result, man. they yep. just get pumped full of monetization. Mon- monetization yeah. models on mobiles are still. Oh, are still- but Chris, nothing's ever going to change because we're the fucking minority. God damn it. We can complain as much as we want, but unfortunately people are still buying this shit. So The lines are blurry uh, between mobile games, fucking console games, Switch games, tablet games these yeah. days too, Cap, you know? Tableau oh, model. Absolutely. But, you mm-hmm. know, and it's only going to get... Kind of even look at Xbox's move into cloud gaming, right? Mm-hmm. And how, oh, yeah. again, Dude. things are, things are blurring, Grizz. You're going to be able to play a fucking next-gen console game on a Nokia 3315 soon, mate, because yeah. of cloud gaming, 100%. So your shit little monetized, um, you know, dog shit microtransaction games will mm. probably eventually just look like AAA games, dude, and we just it'll just be one ecosystem, right? Microsoft will have their little ecosystem, PlayStation yeah. will have theirs, and it'll just be pumped full of shit, and it's just that's the way we're heading, mate, because... Again, and we've spoken about it plenty of times before. Unfortunately, these games make so much money that it's uh, it's unprofitable not to make them. <laughs> you know, it's just ridiculous. 
Um, obviously, there's still a market in single player, kind of like you know more bespoke kind of triple A um, high quality gaming. But unfortunately, the mobile genre is here to stay, and so are microtransactions. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, actually, maybe not if um, more countries start to pump uh, loot boxes and um, stuff with yeah, get rid uh, of those legal bastards. yeah legal yeah. stuff. But, uh, mm. but yeah, anyways, look, all right, let's uh, let's uh, let's jump ship, Grizz. Uh, yeah, so we're in main topic one still, mate. Yeah, main I know, mate. One. We need to get our fucking shit. We do this every episode, I swear to God, and then we're like fucking chasing our tails for the rest of the episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, classic. Um, so, Grizz, now I chucked this one on the uh, on the run sheet because I just thought it was super rad. Now, did you play mm. Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War? Um, I watched I watched some of it, but I didn't ever play them. Okay, so now those games were it. absolutely excellent. Um, they mm. kind of blended the Assassin's early Assassin's Creed kind of um, style of combat with assassinations and like kind of stuff within the confines of. Uh, you know, Mordor and, and the Lord of the Rings universe, um, you played this guy that was like half um, spirit, half man, uh, and he basically had all these cool special moves that you could do crazy shit with. And, you know, mm-hmm. same kind of thing. You'd level your character up and you get new moves and you get better at this and get better at that and, you know, different takedowns, all that Combat kind of shit. Combat was very unique though, wasn't it, in those games? It, like It was, yeah, it was, look, it, it definitely hearkened, to other kind of games in that kind of Assassin's Creed platformy kind of action game kind of thing, but it was very Lord of the Ringsified, and it was I, I really enjoyed them. I thought they were really good games. Um, now, one of the cool things that these games had was the Nemesis system. Yeah. Now, the way that that worked is because you know Lord of the Rings game full of mm-hmm. fucking orcs, of course. Mm-hmm. You know that's it's what orcs, that's meant. Um, so what they did is they had this system where essentially you'd be fighting orcs out in the area and that they basically there was this big kind of grid of orcs that kind of presided over different zones in the greater wider map and those orcs sort of answered to orcs above them in a different chain and um, basically they had this big system now each one of those special orcs um, you could have a battle with basically out in the wild and they might just rock up to a battle whilst you're mid doing things mm-hmm. and um, you know you'd have a, a, a kind of interaction and so you might you might kill them, for example, and then another orc would take their place. Um, and each one of these special orcs had special abilities, you said, and everything else. You might um, have a close shave with one of them, and because you ran away from the battle, they would become emboldened by that battle, and they get a new ability and stuff like that. <laughs> cool, um, yeah. They might kill you, and then they become even stronger. Uh, yeah. And then your character has a constant debuff about you know maybe you can't use a certain ability on them because they've just become too good against you. So um, mm-hmm. it was a really cool system. Now, uh, someone's modded a similar system into Skyrim, um, and it's basically this nemesis system, So, um, which I thought was really rad. Like basically, for example, you might get killed by, and I'm just reading basically verbatim from this article, uh, you might get killed by an Aragonian vampire, and he may become known as Breaks Many Shields and be given the Shield Breaker <laughs> buff as part of his stats upgrade. Uh, yeah. The debuff inflicted on you from the encounter may force you to be unable to use shields. Then, as part of your revenge quest, your nemesis may be found in a vampire lair. Mm. Just very cool. Very, very so cool. So you're given, uh, from what I read, Cap, they actually give you a quest in your quest log once you have been killed and you do have a nemesis, and they... And it, so it becomes so you know where they are and yeah you know, bits and pieces yeah. so and you, you kind of like there's a lot of um there is uh 
reward for killing your nemesis and and well, keeping apparently they can take your you weapons know. and stuff. Cap, yeah, right? all like, kinds of shit. Yeah, like take your weapons yeah. and use them back against you. Like, yeah, which is really cool. rad. So, but the one interesting thing about this mod Grizz is you know because mm. if you died in Skyrim, you'd have to reload your save. So what they've That's done right. instead uh, is because you need it needs to be persistent, right? So instead, you just kind of reappear in the middle of the world and off you go and you give it another crack. But um, yeah, no, I think I thought um, like it almost made me want to play Skyrim. Unfortunately, Skyrim's like the worst of the Elder Scrolls. So, you well, know, what I'll can tell you do? You what, Kat, look, <laughs> let me try to sell it to you this way. Skyrim, I reckon, and correct me if I'm wrong here, has to be one of the most successfully modded games to date that we have out yeah. there. No, I definitely agree with that. And I mean, but the thing is, like, it, it definitely comes along with the territory of being one of the most purchased games in history. Okay. Right, mm. I, I would think that well, is maybe a fair we can assessment. Make it, we can mod it into something that uh, even Captain Perth might uh, play. Because there <laughs> well, is Cap, there is a Skyrim co-op mod. Yes, I have seen that. Eighty thousand downloads. It's probably oh. something that we should potentially add to our. I think we'll be doing Elden Ring co-op first before we do yeah. that, mate. Yeah, probably, mate. Yeah. There's probably but an Elden Ring mod for Skyrim already, mate. Probably. I would imagine. <laughs> what the hell would that even look like? Make it a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm not a huge Skyrim fan. I just, I just feel like they've they watered it down a bit too much. Like, dude, I remember the old days of, um, you know, Morrowind cruising around, dudes just falling out of the fucking sky, and then you've got some dude with his shirt off telling you about how you, you're, the, you're the prophecy guy, and you know, there's dudes doing skooma in the back alleys. It was such a baller game as a kid, man. I just nothing will ever beat the nostalgia of hey, that title. In Skyrim, you can go collect hundreds of cheese cheese wheels and put it in someone's house, and they're like walking through the cheese wheels like this. Like it's fucking so good. <laughs> that is that is not that's not good. <laughs> that is not good. Okay, but yeah. So, uh, anyways, that's basically all I really want to say. But. Um, what what we did do, Grizz, is we we made the OGR weekly poll around people's favourite Elder Scrolls title of all time. Uh, well, single player experiences. We're kind of excluding the uh, the what do you call it, the MMO uh, Elder Scrolls Online. So, uh, Grizz, do you want to do the uh, the? Uh, I'll read the, it out, uh, mate. Honest... Yeah, yep, I'll read it out. Uh, if you are in the Twitch chat, you got time to vote very quickly. If you haven't. Uh, this week, we wanted to know which of the single-player mainline Elder Scrolls games are your favourite and why it isn't Morrowind? Question mark. Clearly, Cap wrote this one. <laughs> I did. I think Pav wrote um, it. I'll, how about I give the options and then you give the results, Cap? So we had <laughs> yeah, okay. um, Skyrim, Oblivion, Morrowind, or Daggerfall or Arena. What the fuck is Daggerfall, dude? I don't know. If Daggerfall that. is one of the earlier titles. So there's some more retro Elder Scrolls um, games, which were essentially just kind of like... They're kind of like almost doomy in in the sense of like graphical style because you kind of had like two D sprites in a three D area, um, oh, and you're kind of rocking around in there doing shit. Is it like a dungeon and you've got the walls either side of you and you're kind of like going down the dungeon and you see like sort of yeah. I, and... To be honest, never played them, but I have watched people okay. on Twitch play through them. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, from all accounts, pretty decent games, especially you know fairly um, you know groundbreaking for their particular time in in history but mm-hmm. yes anyways we obviously had skyrim oblivion morrowind and daggerfall um and morrowind got 100 percent of the vote which doesn't surprise me no <laughs> no all right so we had daggerfall and or arena at zero percent so no one likes mm-hmm. the retro stuff no. fair enough oblivion came in third at 19.2 percent 
Mm-hmm. Morrowind came in at 26.9 and Skyrim came in at 53.8, which does Maybe you've got to go play Skyrim again, Cap. Maybe you just didn't quite find the thing that you like about it. Dude, you know? you know what sucks about Skyrim? Probably the worst part about it is the main story quest stinks. It is just a big dragon and he's going to fuck everything up. And it's just, Cap, it's are you just the red shit. blokes or the blue blokes? Who do you go for? The storm cloaks? I went cloaks the storm the- cloaks. Yeah. Yeah, not the... I didn't want to go for the Empire, mate. It's like the Empire. That's right. I, I don't know. It was, just, it was just kind of like I don't know. I just I just didn't I didn't like the narrative at all, man. I think mm. like the Morrowind's narrative is so dope. Like you are you've been reincarnated to fight these gods who basically <laughs> fucked you up in, in a previous life, and it's just sick. It is such a good fucking story. And when you do find those characters in the game, it is such an epic moment in that game. And then the final boss battle is another guy who got fucked up by these gods who's going to like usurp you. It's, it, dude, it's just it's just so good. It's so good. And the only thing that that sucks about that that game is the um the big bat cliff racer enemies. You remember those guys? And they dude, made that. I don't know. I kind of, I, I, they all kind of mix into one. Those games for me. Oh, don't you dare! I don't want to hear it. I just remember but the yeah. crab that you could go sell all your shit to. I don't remember what game that was in. <clears throat> was that? A, I think that was Oblivion. One of them. Was it Oblivion? Yeah, pretty I sure that was that. Oblivion. That's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, God, what's that? There was also a crab in um, in Divinity um, that you could talk to. That's funny. But yeah, so yeah. Mm. Anyways, uh, but yeah. Long story short, Morrowind is the best game by uh, Bethesda. Now not moving along to the OGR fans, mate. Not according to the OGR. <laughs> I don't know fans. what they're talking about, mate. <laughs> 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 All right. So now, Grizz, the next one that we wanted to chat about uh, was uh, Microsoft has, has done something quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, quite <laughs> They've made an accusation against Sony. Uh, now, this is quite the accusation. Um, mm. And, well, we don't know all of the details yet. I think it's they kind of it, it's a, it kind of seems a bit more like shade, not like not a legal battle yet, but yeah. Basically, Microsoft is accusing Sony of blocking games from the Game Pass, uh, their Xbox Game Pass. Now, how are they doing that? Microsoft is suggesting that Sony is paying companies, developers, to not put their games on Game Pass, full stop. Mm. No other, f- like, benefit, just literally that. And that's it. Question. Yes. Answer, potentially. Um, is this Sony buying exclus- exclusivity on PlayStation and then... No. So this is, the, them- this is the thing. This is, this is like, okay, so instead of me going, hey, here's um, money to put your game exclusively on the PlayStation, um, that's one thing, right? And that's fine. Um, and it happens all the fucking time. This is what's happening is Sony's going, here's money to not be on Game Pass. And that's it. Fuck yeah. You can go and be on Sony. You can go and be on the Xbox, but just don't mm. be on Game Pass. That's kind of weird. Also, isn't that illegal, Cap? Well, maybe is the, is what I understand. I'm, I don't know, really yeah. know an awful lot about like kind of corporate law, but mm. I would have thought that this probably comes under anti-competitive behavior, depending on which country you're in. Um, and the main, the, the lines kind of aren't really well drawn because I mean, these companies, you know, persist in multiple different countries, um, but it is just a bizarre thing. Now I 
I don't know how I feel about it. It definitely just feels like Sony is not stoked with the whole idea of a Game Pass. And, I mean, they clearly don't want their own Game Pass because... No, they can't you know, do it. They, like they don't do, want... You know? Well, monetarily, they've decided it's not worth mm. their, their money. But... um. It's interesting, right? Because Microsoft is such a bigger fish than Sony. Like Sony has a huge net worth as well, but Microsoft is like big, yes. like huge. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they just never be able to compete with something like Game Pass. And I mean, they're obviously yeah. willing to just funnel money into it without any real kind of reprise, but yeah. Down the bottom of that article, Cap, there's a couple of comments and I've picked two of them out because I think they were the, the most liked slash relevant replies. So I'm going to read them out to you here. Um, isn't this just more or less the usual exclusivity stuff, though? I'm sure Microsoft would love if we all went uh, with everything was on Game Pass all the time uh, without them needing to pay for it. But if Microsoft allows a pay a developer to have their thing on Game Pass at release, shouldn't Sony be allowed to pay someone to have the game on only sat, uh, Sony platforms and maybe PC? Isn't it well, essentially the same thing? It, I would say it's not. It's absolutely not the same thing because... Mm. You you haven't paid for any exclusivity. You're paying to, and even then, like Game Pass isn't an exclusive thing either. Like, not always do games come out on Game Pass, but they're not elsewhere, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's this. It, it's not the same thing. And I think there's a fair few comments about this um, particular story where, in my mind, console exclusivity. You know, okay, you've paid a developer, and and there's plenty of um, you know examples in real life for other. Um, you know, uh, industries where you pay for exclusivity rights. As long as you, there is that con- contractual ab- agreement, I whatever. But when it comes to this, it's just, it's it's not that because you're paying someone to not do mm. something and so, you're not really, you're not entering in an agreement with them and being like, don't do that, be with us instead. It's yeah. just saying, don't do that. So you're stopping yeah. short. So someone's reply to that is that the difference is that Microsoft putting a game on the Game Pass isn't actively preventing the said game from appearing on a competing service or platform. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with so, that. <clears throat> dude, it's, it's fucking interesting. And, and yeah. I wonder whether this will come out. With, I wonder whether this is true or whether this is speculation because I, I, get, I feel like we haven't got the facts on this well, yet. Well, this is the thing. We don't really know yet. Uh, mm. And it seems like there's obviously rumblings and bits and pieces. But, I, I mean, I can't imagine Microsoft saying this if it was unfounded because yeah. they're like, okay, defamation is obviously a big thing, especially in the US. Um, mm. I just feel like they couldn't get away with it uh, unless there was they had some pretty good idea that it's probably correct and they could get away with saying it. So I dare say it probably has happened. Now, obviously... This is pretty spicy, Grizz, and mm-hmm. I think it, it, so it's, fur- the ball. it's further spicened by the fact that there's been some sort of dung slinging <laughs> ever since Microsoft went to go and buy Activision yeah. Blizzard. Now, um, a little while ago, this was kind of all of this was preceded by basically Sony coming out and saying. So basically, what happened was Brazil. A lot of countries do this um, when big sales like this happen. Co- uh, countries will generally sort of um, ask for. Um, other people or uh, other companies in that particular industry to could a comment on what's going on and, and if they need to be concerned or whatever. So Brazil put <laughs> yeah. the word out and Sony basically came out and said, yeah, this is shit. Um, you know, we no one can ever compete with Call of Duty if it gets into Microsoft's hands, fucking this, that, and everything else. Basically shat on Game Pass and said, you know, there will never be another Game Pass, um, you know, maybe for tens of years or 
you know, the whole idea of Game Pass is anti-competitive because no one else can kind of, um, you know, get away with with doing this. Um, but yeah, I think I think the interesting thing is obviously <laughs> it's kind of like Sony and Microsoft. You know, they you see them on on Twitter and stuff, kind of being like, "Great job, Microsoft! Great job on your new console! You know, you're doing great." good job on your new IP, blah, blah, blah. And then they have this like corporate shit slinging going on in the background. (laughs) I just find it so funny. Um, Anything to make a buck cap, anything to make a buck, mate. And that's what we got to think about with these big companies, Blizzard and everything else is shareholders probably drive a lot of that kind of shit slinging. Oh, Bits and pieces that we see on there, you know, which is why, but, dude, yeah. indie games, cap indie games, mate. Absolutely, go at. and support your local indie mm-hmm. developer, like uh, uh, Massive Monster, and go mm-hmm. and buy Cold of the Lamb. Um, but yeah, so anyways, there you go. Now, uh, in more Sony news, Grizz, yep. Sony, uh, we had the the Evo fighting game festival recently. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. all the major fighting games they have tournaments and all kinds of shit happens there, and they even announced uh, Tekken, fucking. 20 what what number was it yeah. a billion seven seven eight, eight nine take it yeah nine ten is that how you count with your fingers Pav? that's weird mate yeah i was getting confused yeah that's that is bizarre that is, is it? yeah that would be how many you're holding up right now <laughs> pav has got the wrong i don't know that's an interesting thing actually yeah, it's very difficult to give you an idea of what's going on on, on podcasts, but perhaps using the wrong fingers to count, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Anyways, um, so, yeah, so uh, they do all kinds of stuff. It's, it's, it's a huge deal, right? So they have, you know, Super Smash Brothers tournaments. They have all the Tekken. They do all the Street Fighter. Um, and the best of the best come and, and, and play these games and, and fight for the, the championships. But what also happened here mm-hmm. uh, was that Sony started surveying gamers, asking them what... NFTs they liked the Ooh, look of. Yeah. Now, bit of this data was kind mining of, while they're there, eh? Cap a little bit of data yeah. mining, mate. Well, mm. yeah, it's. I guess <laughs> it's interesting, Grizz, because we obviously spoke about the new Stars program recently, yeah. and that's going to be their kind of um, way of providing kind of these collectible things that you know anyone can kind of collect. It's, they're not NFTs in any way, but they were very verbose about saying, "Hey, these are the Stars program is." Definitely not <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. Not NFTs. They didn't say yeah. we're against NFTs or anything, but mm-hmm. they were, like mm-hmm. it made the way that they responded to people wondering if it was NFTs. They were very verbose about them not. Now <laughs> they've got this survey coming out in Evo, saying, "Hey, what uh, what NFTs do you like? You like you like the look of uh, this Ken NFT? Yeah. What about uh, Ryu? You like the look of that?" So the ex- the exact survey cap was uh, which of the following NFT digital or notice this cap verbiage very important here NFT slash digital collectibles would you be most interested in purchasing Evo branded favorite music artist favorite esports player or teams now I yeah. thought that definition of having a slash there and saying digital collectibles was definitely data mining for this new PlayStation collectible yeah. thing. Could be. And, I mean, the thing is, though, Grizz, we've got to remember that obviously Sony is a bigger company than just gaming. They obviously have Sony Music. They have, um, you know, entertainment, IP. To stop short of gaming. Like, they can... They, and, and looking at the way that they kind of, um, you know, the, the options they gave you, you know, the PlayStation items, favorite game characters, favorite music artists, favorite yeah. esports teams, players, et cetera, mm. Evo branded. Um, so they kind of, I, I guess there's more than 
what meets the eye here. I think it might be kind of Sony larger trying to get the idea on what's going on here, but not great. I hope that most people, and, and do you know what the other thing that sucks, Grizz, is there's there's no um, I don't like NFTs option Yeah, <laughs> in this. It's you have to choose one. Tell us which one you want, which I kind of feels like what is happening with NFTs anyway is like they're just being rammed down our th- fucking throats. Are, it yeah. is so no annoying. No one's asking for them, Cap. People are no. buying their relevancy. We've said this before. NFTs. The people are who are who are buying who who want yeah. them are the people who already have them and are like trying to perpetuate this ecosystem of NFTs because it benefits them because they've bought into this stupid like pyramid scheme <laughs> bullshit thing now, and yeah. This is a little bit off topic, but I wanted to discuss it here. But I didn't didn't talk to you about this, Cap. But I was doing some researching on this today, right? NFTs, and this has somehow, dude, snuck under the radar with like fucking no one noticing. There is a an official AFL NFT website called. Dude, I heard about this. AFL Mint, and it is literally greenlit by the CEO of the AFL. Jillian McLaughlin, and it, yeah. and it was released in April 2022, and this is what they say. AFL Mint is the place to collect exclusive AFL items that showcase the iconic moments, spectacular highlights, and champion players of our great time digitally. Yeah, And I am absolutely flabbergasted. I mean, I was surprised when I turned on the AFL the other day, Cap, and it was crypto all over the signboards, and now yeah. they are greenlighting this fucking AFL Mint thing. I am dude. honestly like, how, dude? How? It's crazy. Yeah, it, it blows my mind. I, I just don't really know what is going on. <laughs> and our, so for those at home, AFL is the Australian Football League um, because you, you may very well not know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, but, yeah, they're providing, like, AFL-branded NFTs, which mm. um, do you know what, though, Grizz? I feel like NFT people just seem to have been able to market themselves to other corporations really effectively to the point yeah. where – They've just been able to scungily make their way in, and you know, because at first glance, like imagine the imagine the the meeting, like it'd be like, yeah, we have this great new thing called NFTs, and mm. you know, we can kind of generate exclusivity, and we get to benefit the artists and all this other bullshit. And of course, I don't give a shit about this any is, of that. This is what they would have said, Cap, hundred percent. Is trading cards for sporting teams used to be huge. I remember yeah. back in my day, I had NBA trading cards. I didn't even know who they were. I had like a Scotty yeah. Pippen card, and I had like the whole Heat team and stuff, and and I feel like card collecting has gone downhill. I reckon they would have marketed it like, yeah, digital card collecting. That's what this is. And if you go to the website, that's what it's like. You get a physical pack that you open of NFTs for AFL player cards that have yeah. different rarities and stuff assigned to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. And, and I mean, I feel like a lot of people. It's just probably boomers going, man. That's 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 the new wave, isn't it? We got to catch this. We got to catch this wave, dude. Get the board yeah. out. We're going. Um, mm. But yeah. Uh, anyway, so look, fucking NFTs. I'm so sick of them. I hope they die um, in a horrible death. Um, but they probably won't. Uh, they'll continue to live, and um, I'm sure that there'll be some kind of horrible lich kind of thing going on where they just resurrect themselves over and over again. And we'll have to find the flat tree and uh, and um, you know put an end to this madness and this you know terrible fucking world we live in once and for all but uh, we'll get there eventually we're get, anyways we're going to get we're going to end up with nft tarzos and nft magic cards soon cap and <laughs> all that kind of shit oh dude actually it's kind of surprising that some of these card games haven't brought out nft sh- like mm. things like that seems like a real easy one like think about hearthstone right oh, i don't want to give them fucking ideas <laughs> i'm going <laughs> to do it anyway do it. <laughs> surely they just have like special backings for cut for like you know cards mm. and only one person can own it you know, 
Let's you do know? It. And then you buy OGR. that shit on the on the OGR. fucking. OGR I don't know what do they call it, Open Sea or man. some shit. I don't, dude, I don't know. Okay. I this, could, this could be our fucking way into millionaireism. True, you know? I reckon. Um, Sukai will buy a couple of them for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's that kind of guy. Now, Grizz, moving along, giving NFTs as little airtime as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, Grizz, did, have you ever played a Splatoon game? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Short answer, no. Neither Skip. have I, Grizz. So let's go play- into depth about this game we've never played. <laughs> okay. Let's do it, man. Anyways, look, Splatoon 3 is coming to Switch. Now, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you when it's coming to Switch. Um, maybe, oh, no, hang on. August, wait, no, that was August 10th as in it came out. Uh, so they've got an invitational tournament on the 5th of September. Um, so I assume it's probably Cap- coming out after that. Did you skip a main topic, mate? I think you did. did it. That's all right. Oh, we'll yeah. The, Actually, no. Hang on. Yeah, we'll I did. Put that underneath. We'll put it next, mate. Let's talk about Splatoon. Yeah. I'm yeah. ready to let's splat. Get, let's, 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 let's splat. <clears throat> yeah. Fuck eSports. No, I'm kidding. eSports is great. Um, so, yeah, look, I don't know when uh, Splatoon 3 is coming. Um, mm. uh, Lead GD is saying 9th of September. Um, oh, so that would make sense. So <clears throat> they've announced that they're going to be having this Splatoon 3 invitational tournament that's running on the 5th, so I assume that it'll be like a kind of open beta before Ooh. the actual game comes out. But so, esports. There is, there is a little esports scene behind Splatoon, isn't there, Cap? Yeah, dude. Um, like, I think Splatoon had a really strong following, like very, very close-knit community. And, um, mm. yeah, I think – I'll tell you what, man. Really, really cool game in general. So uh, for those at home who have never played a Splatoon game, don't know what we're talking about, basically the whole kind of art direction is kind of like these aquatic sea animal – uh, anthropological creature people. Um, you know, uh, they're like squids and octopus I people. I did not know that, Cap. I didn't know they were sea animals. Didn't now you? I like the game more. Yeah, I didn't know oh, that. Well, being a yeah marine biologist, I can't believe you haven't got this um, on <laughs> every single... That. Yeah. Okay, okay, well, there you go. Um, but, yeah, so anyways, the whole idea of this game is it's kind of like a paintball game, but the main kind of game mode is you are in a kind of multiplayer, you know, five, I think it's 4v4 environment and you have a paintball gun or, you know, various weapons that are kind of paintball themed and you're trying to paint an entire map with your team Mm. and Mm. paint as much of the map as possible. Um, You can obviously sort of fight one another and take each other out and you respawn and come back to life and you go back to painting everything until you kind of encounter one another again. Um, you get special weapons and abilities and stuff that help you sort of perform this. Like, you know, squid people can can dive into the your coloured um, right. paint and mm. swim through the paint and regenerate cool. your yeah. your um, your paint and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a really cool mm. little game. And um, so obviously Splatoon three is coming out. It's obviously been popular enough to get a third iteration. And um, yeah, they had a Nintendo Direct dedicated to it, Grizz. Now. Um, looks like they're bringing back the 4v4 turf war mode uh, and they're bringing even, you know, all of the previous um, weapons, they're coming back um, and they're also bringing out a, um, a like a crossbow looking thing and also a splatana, I think it was called, which is like a, a paint gun katana, which, I mean, I, yeah. You so imagine what it looks have like. a lot of faith like that. in this game cap, giving it its own direct and the airtime yeah. it needs. Yeah. Well, and I mean, they did the same thing with um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and 
Dude, I just think any major IPs that come out on the Switch that have been given enough time to bake uh, in the oven and come out, I just think give them a. They always give them a big direct. It comes out. It's about thirty minutes long, and it just pe- fucking hypes people up. Um, yeah, they do a good so, yeah. job. Hey, those Nintendo directs are excellent, mate. Yeah, I mean, always thirty minutes on the game. You know, like you get a significant time. amount. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, basically they announced that the Turf Wars coming back is going to be the main. Um, sort of game mode. There's going to be a heap of new stages with post-game updates. Um, now they're bringing in um, these. You basically level up uh, your like license, and then you can spend those level up points to buy new weapons. And then they've got clothing shops. So the kind of whole art style of it is kind of like punk ghetto um, squid human people, and you know, there's other kind of like you know sea themed people like a nautiloid man and like a whale person and a lobster man and anyways that's the kind of that's the kind of vibe they're going for uh but yeah they got all this cool shit coming in um i'm, I'm definitely thinking of picking this up grizz it looks very fucking rad they've got a co-op mode called salmon run which kind of looks Ooh. like a like yeah. a like a what do you call it a horde mode kind of thing going on with bosses and stuff involved mm. uh they've got a storyline as well that's going to have um you know it, Basically, the way that Nintendo recommends that you kind of experience the game if you're a first timer, and um, you kind I'm of do all the help I can get. Boomer hands these days, Cap, and haven't played oh, the other dude, ones. Oh, dude, I'm so, the same, you know. man. My my yeah. my reactions are not what they used to be, my mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they've got that. Uh, they've got a photo mode that's coming out. So you know, for all the kids out there, um, I wonder if you. Uh, and uh, what else they got? Um, yeah. Basically, a lot of Amiibo shit coming in. They've got a lot of DLC planned. Uh, looks like, yeah, it's just going to be a, a big old... Hu- oh, they've actually got a card game coming with it now, Grizz. Ooh, so they, they're giving it the Gwent treatment. Um, so oh, a card yeah. game is being included in the game called Table Turf Battle and will sport 150 cards. Uh, everyone will be given a starter deck. You can play it at the Table Turf Battle Dojo in Splatsville. Dang. Uh, so, so, yeah. so, yeah, there's a lot fancy. of shit coming. Yeah, mm. um, practice modes, all kinds of shit. So um, I reckon we should pick it up, Grizz. All right, mate, let's do it. It'll be the first shooter I've played in a long time, actually. Is um, it a shooter, Cap? You classify it as a shooter? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, okay. dude. Yeah, yeah, it's like an over-the-shoulder third-person shooter, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a shooter. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, the direct was pretty in-depth. I mean, obviously, we've only kind of touched the surface, uh, the, the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. But, um, but yeah, it looks like they're, they're, they're really going all in on this, this iteration of this, the Splatoon IP, and it, it looks pretty good. Um, uh, it'll be interesting, as always, to see how the Nintendo Switch handles, um, you know, <laughs> the oncoming swath of new IPs. Well, not new IPs, but new new titles and and um, increased graphical kind of intensity required to run these things. Uh, mm. There was a couple of moments during the direct that I noticed some of the some of the background characters were kind of moving at a, about a frame <laughs> per second of about fucking point zero. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, dude. God, just mm-hmm. again, Nintendo, if you're listening, Switch Pro, please. Uh, it's time. It's time. Stop. Mm. Stop. Stop ignoring my emails that I send you every week, uh, Mister Frickin' Miyazaki. All right, so get working, get cracking. Get on Anyways, the sun. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. Uh, now there, that's uh, Splatoon three. Now Grizz, why don't you introduce the next topic? Yes, sir. All right, guys. So we hit a groundbreaking milestone here. We had, for the first time, I believe, in gaming history, had video games included in the Commonwealth Games. 
So let me <laughs> now, it was definitely the first time, cap. I believe. First time. There you go. So Mr. Track Events, Swimming Races, Boxing Battles and everything in between currently playing out in Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games. Birmingham. In a quiet room illuminated by beams of several PCs uh, hosted an eSports section. Now, Cap, we had Rocket League, eFootball yep. and Dota yep. 2, each supporting a women's and open category for those. Um, now, you know what's interesting about this, Cap, is – I have this argument with one of my friends every time we get drunk about the fact that esports is a sport and I'm saying esports is a sport and he's trying to tell me, no, esports aren't sports, like there's no way. And then we'd get into this huge heated argument and he always came down to it, well, it's not in the Olympics or it's not in the Commonwealth Games. Well, you know what? Well, Fuck now you. it is. Yeah, I messaged him <laughs> straight away and I was like, here you go, buddy. <laughs> Just gave him the old, the old this is it, it's happening. Yeah, but, well, um, but yeah, so walk us through what this? games they had, dude. Like, what, yeah, they, so what they do they had, play? Okay, all right. So they have uh, Rocket League, eFootball, and Dota 2. Now, I'm pretty interested in Dota 2, Cap, obviously, so we play yeah. a lot of that. Um, yeah. So they actually had a women's Dota 2 squad <clears throat> go over. Unfortunately for the Aussies, we did extremely poorly in the eSports, Cap. <laughs> Bugger. We walked, we walked away with two bronze medals, both in the female Rocket League. Um, the best team was actually from Thailand. Thailand teams did very well. But I actually found this very interesting about the Australian Dota 2 female team they sent in, Cap. Mm-hmm. They have this mid player, and her name is uh, Pudding, and she is apparently off the charts, mate, like amazingly talented at Dota 2. Right? I'm surprised that she's not potentially picked up by a, um, a, a pro Dota team in the US or somewhere else. Um, she went up against Anna from OG in a 1v1 mid. Um, but for, for those of you who don't know, Anna is a pro player for OG a couple of years ago. Won the international. The considering to be one of the greatest Dota players that have ever existed. One of the greatest pro players of all time. And um, she outplayed him in the mid lane in a 1v1 comp. Whoa! And, and beat him in this, really? In the, Legit? Yeah. Wow, holy Legit, shit. Yeah. It was at a, uh, PAX, it was a, a PAX event that he was kind of there as like a guest and you could God uh, damn. sign up to 1v1 him in the mid lane and, and beat him. So That's pretty nuts, dude. That's really pretty, cool. Pretty nuts. Pretty cool. Yeah. Now, um, um, now, Chris, what I want to know is yes. how do they select these players? Because like I have never heard of any of the people in the Dota squads ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, to me, this, I don't I know. How do you flew under the radar this? a lot. And I'd actually be interested to speak to someone like Bo or someone from GZ around this because, you know, having qualifiers and stuff for, for Rocket League teams and stuff, and we've got Australian esports teams with Rocket League teams and not sending a, you know, I don't know any of the players that are playing for these teams. So it's kind of like a little bit... I don't know, maybe this is just like a throwaway. Oh, yeah, eSports at the Commonwealth Games. Let's make a couple of teams. I don't quite know yep. how this is formulated, and I can't find anything on it. In fact, the first time I found out there was eSports in Commonwealth Games was randomly someone told me there really isn't a heap of media on it at all. Yeah, Cap, so. yeah there was bugger all, wasn't there? Um, do you know what I hate about this, Grizz, is obviously they got, they got, um, they got sponsored by some stupid uh, headset company and Every single photo is these people with their headsets around their neck, and it looks so fucking stupid. Yeah, right. Oh, God. Why do we keep doing it? Like, they could have just done without that and been a part of. See, this is this is the other thing, Grizz. It's like like your mates 
who who don't think you know that esports and sports um uh, you know run in parallel it's because yeah. of shit like this where we we, we admit, <laughs> we're gamers you know like it's just come on yeah. like <laughs> we just all we do is we push ourselves aside from from the regular shit you know which kind of mm. sucks but look it's cool that it was there anyway i think it's um it's freaking rad especially um you know, getting it on 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 TV and stuff like that. And, um, but I'm I'm very interested to find out how they selected players. I mean, so, I, I wish that was a thing that was floating around, I, but I couldn't I find it. I definitely agree with you, Cap. I feel like this is a definite step in the right direction. And in, you know, in my mind, and we don't need to get into this conversation, but you know, the the skill and talent that esports players at the highest level have. Like, if you go watch the CS Worlds or the Dota Two International, and you know, the training and the talent reaction speeds, everything else that these guys have is like next level. Yeah. An athlete. They are athletes, 100%. So yeah. to see this kind of represented at a mainstream, you know, the Commonwealth Games, something like this I think is definitely, it's, it's good to shine a little limelight on, on, some, on some people. Maybe they need to do a bit more research, Cap, and get the right teams on there maybe. I don't know. Yeah, look, I would have thought so. Yeah, I don't know. It, so Sukai in the chat saying uh, from what he heard, the people they got to organise the whole thing had zero experience in esports, which wouldn't surprise me about the Commonwealth mm. Games. Um, mm-hmm. But, Grizz, now one thing that I – so we had – what did we have? We had Rocket League, Dota, and what was the this, other one? Uh, Rocket League, Dota, and eFootball, which – what's eFootball, yeah. Cap? So, okay, mm. what, what do you think from that list of games that they've got at the, uh, you know, the first inaugural – fucking commonwealth games you know the mm-hmm. the basically the first kind of olympic style event for esports what yep. do you think is missing from that list grizz a shooter yeah counter strike no shooter there yeah counter yeah. strike yeah but and and so my thinking is they just they they just wanted to do family friendly stuff which you absolutely, know absolutely mate you know what like fortnite would have been okay eliminated mate they're eliminated they they worked really hard to remove that killing people thing yeah. from fortnite yeah but i see where you're going there i see where you're going they're trying to yeah and that stigma unfortunately is probably the reason why esports isn't more widely recognized as being acceptable in it's a shame you know, dude because like Hannah's, watching like pro Counter Strike players is mm. insane. Yeah. Some of the shit these guys do and can pull off, like the reaction speeds and stuff, is absolutely out of control. Um, so it's mm. a shame that something like that can't be brought in. I know, I know why they wouldn't, because they wouldn't want sort of violence to be sort of portrayed across uh, the airways, whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, as a very, at the very least, Chris, best terrorist cap. Like, I don't know if it's well. Actually, that's a very <laughs> fucking good point as well. Yeah, <laughs> bit of a yikes. I suppose they could. Oh, man, if they, if only they could reskin it somehow and just make it a little less um on the nose, I guess. But yeah, anyways, Counter I mean, punch or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just turn in a paintball game like they done with Splatoon, mate. Dude, oh, Splatoon. Get Splatoon in. Bank. Yeah, bank done. Splatoon in there. How easy, man. God. Okay. Nintendo, call us. We'll we'll host it. <laughs> Never played Splatoon in our lives. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, regardless, Grizz, very very cool that they they uh, they they put it together. Um, hopefully, it only gets better in the future uh, with yep. you know further iterations and um, you know hopefully, well, if Cap- what Sukai said is true, hopefully some some talent getting in there and, and really yeah, pumping it up. Hire some people in esports. Fucking do it properly. Yeah. Yeah, would big be, shame. It's a shame that they didn't, say. you know, but, I mean, it doesn't surprise me with a, you know, they would have just gone, oh, we can 
Uh, but yeah, of course. Yeah, actually, pal, you, you fucking probably do. Okay. Now, Grizz, that pretty much covers all of our main topics for the week, and we've we've done our weekly poll. So, uh, you know, what do we got left? We're just going to get stuck into our quick fire round. Quick fire, uh, baby. Yeah, quick lethare. Now, bang, bang, bang. Actually, they wouldn't allow that at the Commonwealth Games, mate. Um, but yeah, so anyways, let's jump straight in. So... I'll, I'll begin, Grizz, and we'll, we'll do a bit of an yeah. oscillation, you know. Yeah, I'll go I like first, the way we did this last time. I like that. Yeah, yeah it sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, Grizz, Subnautica devs are about to announce their next sci-fi IP slash game with hey. gameplay next yeah. week on the 23rd. Baby. Keen. What now, do you think um, they're going to get? Space? They've done the ocean. Well, they said sci-fi themed. Um, mm. I would have thought, I reckon they'll... This is what I reckon they'll do because they will probably want to, uh, you know, merge IPs and, and, and have maybe a shared universe, I dare say, Grizzly. I reckon mm-hmm. that it'll be some kind of sh- maybe shooting game or um, maybe some kind of spacefaring game or something. Uh, but I, I, I think it'll be tied to the Subnautica universe because... You know, they've got some pretty interesting stuff. They've got, like, this kind of corporate greed narrative going on and, uh, you know, corporations kind of not doing the right thing by their employees and putting them in the shit. And, Is that right? Okay. Well, that's kind of what the that's what the storyline of, um, you know, mm. uh, Below Zero and stuff has kind of, um, you know, got elements of that going on. Obviously, there's, a, there's um, stuff going on with, uh, with big, crazy-looking sea animals but um mm, yeah mm-hmm. you know that's part of the narrative so so yeah looks pretty exciting pretty keen to get my eyes on whatever the heck that is grizzly what about you such such oh mate like those games mate are just absolute gems of games you know i love the ocean but they just they they made a horror game out of a game that wasn't necessarily a horror game yeah you know, being being down in the depths with not much oxygen oh, and dude. having all those different animals yeah, hear them, dude. Uh, just, just great. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I can't wait to see what they do with the next one. Um, hoping for it to be in a similar vein. So maybe we see something. I don't know. Cap. Imagine being in yeah. the jungle instead. But yeah. Same thing. Potentially. Because mm, they did have some space land jungle. Space jungle. Yeah. Land on a yeah. different planet. Yeah. Something like that. It'd be cool. Yeah. We'll see. Mm. Well, we'll know. Uh, what's the twenty third? Um, hang on. That is next Tuesday, not the one coming, i.e. Oh, oh, tomorrow. Or oh, when you okay. listen to this, might be a bit different. But, yeah, so the 23rd of August. So, yeah, anyways, next topic, Grizz, what we got? Okay, I'm not going to lie here, Cap. I actually don't know what this means, but I'll read it out and maybe you can explain <laughs> it. So Steam has added an Add to Library button without needing to start the installation process. Yeah. At long last. I thought they already had an Add non-Steam game thing where you could add games to your library. What no, so, like, when Cap? you buy a game... It yeah. automatically begins the installation process once you add it to your library. Does it? Right. Yeah. Huh. Whereas on PlayStation, like you can you can click the add to library button rather than the download button once you buy something. Mm. So it gives you that opportunity basically. So okay. right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So if you don't want to, like, if you want to get a free game and maybe not download it and use all your yeah, space, exactly. You can yeah, you can just chuck it into library. your library for later. You'd be like, oh, I'll download that. Or maybe you buy a shitload of games in the summer sale, right? Yeah. And you don't want to, yeah, yeah, you I don't want to download ten games in one purchase. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you can add them all to your library. Bang, you're yeah, done. That's pretty clever. So pretty clever. Um, yeah, pretty cool. All right, next one, Grizz. Hogwarts Legacy, the Hogwarts sort of Harry Potter single player, uh, you know, RPG game that's coming out. Uh, well. 
Unfortunately, it's been delayed. February 10th is <laughs> when it's expected yeah. next year in the 2023. And they... The developers announced that they're going to be announcing a, uh, a Switch date as well. I had no idea this was coming out with Switch, Chris. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. Okay. Imagine how shit that's going to look. <laughs> it's going to look like we got to stop shitting fucking on garbage. fucking on. Let's try to go. Dude, one I love my Switch, Switch, but please just do something, Nintendo. It's getting out of it's out of control. Um, even Xenoblade was just oh man. There were some moments in that game, and I still haven't finished it, by the way. But oh man. God damn, Miyazaki, please. Well, please just don't do. buy it on Switch, Cap. Get it on PC or PlayStation 5. Yeah, oh, I definitely oh, will. Maybe maybe yeah. PS5. Well, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, see what the critical acclaim is for that bad boy. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, you you going to pick up Hogwarts Legacy? You're a Hogwarts fan? No, I don't think so. I'll watch it first and see what it's like and then judge. Riz, if you're in Harry Potter, which... Um, uh-huh. What do you call? What do you I call? I'd be things? in Hufflepuff, mate. Just a good yeah. bloke from Hufflepuff. Yeah, I actually reckon a, I'd be in Hufflepuff a, as well. Just an average, nice bloke in Hufflepuff. Yeah. I reckon we both be Hufflepuffians. You reckon? Yeah, yeah a couple okay. of badges. That's the <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What about Pav? Pav being Slytherin or something? Slytherin yeah. boys. <laughs> <laughs> No, Pav, Pav would not definitely not be in Slytherin. I reckon Pav might be a Gryffindor. Ned. No, I don't think I'm a Gryffindor. I, I reckon Pav I'm. might be Hufflepuff as well. Yeah. <laughs> We're just a fucking Hufflepuff fucking We should do a stream and do the quiz where it tells you what fucking thing you Yeah, are. that'd be sick. Oh, we could make it next week's poll. Is, is, um, yeah, yeah so, good one. Yeah, it's good idea. Um, All right, hey, Kat, seriously, next one. Uh, yeah, sorry. Fortnite yep. is collaborating with Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I've yeah. opened up the Twitter thing and it is dragon, the official dragon, Fortnite page. Rock the dragon. Uh, speak, name your wish, uh, coming out on the 16th, which is like tomorrow, dude. So what, Cap, Fortnite, how do they just manage to collaborate with everything and anything? Do they just like pay people? They've, just got, they've just got that, like, they just have the marketing power, I think. It's not, it's not even money. I, I think IPs are just like, let's fucking do this. Um, because it's Fortnite, dude. Like, you know, their subscribers mm. or their player base would be massive. But, dude, do you know what? I feel like this has been, like, you know, you always have these memes about what the next character to a particular game or something is, is going to be, and it's everyone always says Goku, and now actually fucking is Goku. We finally, we've beat the meme. So with these, Cap, as well, when they do something like this, they always release uh, a particular particular legendary item that spawns on a couple of places on the map that you can pick up and it gives you powers. An example of that is when they had the Star Wars one, you could get the uh, you could get like a, a lightsaber and f- use powers and stuff. It makes you really powerful. So I'm imagining that the Dragon Ball Z one is going to get you Super Saiyan and you're fucking fly, doing crazy shit. Surely something. I don't know. What well, do you, I'd assume they'd have a Nimbus, um, you know, that yellow cloud, the, the piss cloud. Um, or Pab's What's putting it? his finger up. It very much looks like you collect the Dragon Balls and put put them together, and summon oh. the dragon. That's what the that's yeah. what the promo art looks like, at least. Fuck, okay. that's pretty fucking right. baller. Yeah, and then what do you do like with that. you actually get a wish? Like Tim Sweeney, the the CEO <laughs> from fucking Epic Games, comes to your house. Is like, what can I get you, young man? <laughs> Pixel Nine Tails says, chuck on a spirit yeah. brom at Tilted Towers with the boys. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can come here, we are through fucking Tomato Lake or whatever it's called. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomato Town, that's the one. Is that still um, there? Yeah. I don't know, man. They've lost so much shit. Probably got blown up by a media or some shit that, mm. you know, was in season 9.6 or some shit. Who knows? <laughs> that map has changed more than um, my socks. Uh, but, yeah, all right, cool. Very cool, Grizz. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, mm. Yeah. And now, Me- Grizz, have you heard about Metal Slug Tactics? Do you ever play Metal no. Slug? No. Yes, I fucking love Metal Slug. This is the first time I'm reading this. Yeah, so Metal Slug Tactics was basically, yeah, oh, dude, absolutely. But so the Metal Slug franchise Mm -hmm. uh, was is 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 getting another lease on life because it hasn't been one for a while. Uh, But they're getting a tactics game, so that's kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics for the DS and stuff like that. So Hmm. looks pretty cool. I'm definitely keen to give it a crack. It's coming in 2023, Grizz. So you can put it on your wish list. Um, get excited about that, and uh, that's the story. That's okay, the story, mate. Morning Glory. Um, Cap, Multiverse smashes 10 million player milestone in just three weeks. That's pretty big, dude. Yeah. It's pretty that's large. That's a lot of players, man. That's we still players, need to give it a crack. Free-to-play game. I had a look at it, dude, and oh, I don't know, man. The animations are like fucking flipboards. janky. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, a bit floaty and just weird. Yeah. It looks yeah. free. Uh, it, well, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks, free, it looks yeah. it. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. can't. I, I definitely understand where you're getting that with with that comment. But yeah, it mm. it, it looks and uh, and too feels like that. Now, a game that isn't free, Grizz, and you'll yes. likely be paying full price for, is the new SpongeBob game that was announced, The Cosmic Shake, uh, which is is uh, penned to be a spiritual successor to Battle for Bikini Bottom, which was a massive mm. cult hit. And obviously got, uh, you know, the Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated remaster. Um, that was really massive on Twitch. And, um, you know, there's there's guys that speed run that game and, and it's really popular. So, yeah. So it, brand new platforming game with SpongeBob kind of in the same vein. So, yeah, Sick. very freaking cool. There you go. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> Over yeah. 99% of Netflix subscribers aren't playing its mobile games. <laughs> Yeah, I read that, dude. I just thought it was so funny. Um, I did well, not know that Netflix did any games. That I'm gonna I've seen them in the app, but, I mean, dude, I never go to Netflix to play video games. I, no. I go to my computer to play video games. So, I don't know. I'm sure that there will be people in that ecosystem that maybe, but I don't know. I just feel like it's not market. Oh, Pav did. Pav, yeah, what Pav do you think? Pav done, tried everything once, hasn't he? <laughs> so, Pav, how does it work? Do you just open it up in the app? Look, I'm not sure exactly what it means. A couple, like, choose your own adventure games. Oh. oh yeah. I've and done, it was like pretty movies? fun. Yeah. Is that like the movies? Oh. Yeah, I've done those A little well. bit. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. There was, like, this Looney Tunes one, and it was, like, uh, a little bit, like, trivia. And, what? like, it changed the direction of the of the, of the the round, and you, like, collect uh, pieces of art because, like, you're breaking into this museum. It was oh, actually the really NFT art or what? <laughs> Come on, <mate. laughs> it's a big corporation. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. No, but it was, Interesting. It was surprisingly so, well made and quite enjoyable. It doesn't surprise yeah. me. Netflix has a lot of money, right? So I can imagine mm. they probably have a decent development studio there. But yeah, Pav is one of the one percent. Congratulations, <laughs> Pav. Well done, mate. All right. Grizz, uh, GTA Five and Elden Ring uh, seen listed on the Microsoft Cloud Gaming Beta website, which kicked up quite a stir. Now, I'm going to take up the next quick fire as well, Grizz, because it's kind of the same story. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so basically everyone shat their pants because they thought, holy shit, GTA Five and, and fucking Elden Ring, they're coming to Game Pass. Oh, my God. Oh, um, is that and what so, happened? Yeah. 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 So, I th- 
that was huh yeah we said that didn't we say that Elden Ring was coming to Game Pass last week was it the something maybe? no no we didn't no okay. no um now it's since been that uh, Microsoft has noted that Elden Ring was listed the listing on the cloud gaming service was actually a bug um, but they didn't say anything about GTA 5 so maybe coming to cloud gaming maybe even Game Pass so who knows we'll see what that happens game sucks cap yeah what yep. Our our uh, now for everyone in, who's listening, <laughs> our GTA Five episode that we went we did a bit of a deep dive into GTA Five is our least listened to podcast episode of all time. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we're not talking about it again. Nah, can fuck off. Yeah. So, anyways, hey, um, now Grizz, do you want to go through the last one? Yep! Exclamation mark! Elden Ring in your Twitch chat because we're talking about Elden Ring, baby. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. New patch notes. Cap 1.06 Elden Ring patch notes have dropped. Um, I haven't read through these. What happened? There's a few balance changes, Cap. Uh, yeah, balance changes. Looks like they've actually finally nerfed uh, the uh, no. stupid katana. Yeah, they no, did it. Have finally. They? Yes. The boys finally got off their asses and, and did it. I, I'm pretty sure they did, anyways. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember. Oh, they changed Bloodhound step as well. Okay. Yeah. So mm. they've they've actually done a fair bit of <laughs> shit that people are probably going to be super happy with. Um, well, one thing they did do, Grizz, which makes me think that maybe the player base is dropping a little bit, is they added the oh, function shit. to send summoning signals, uh, summoning signs to summoning pools in multiple areas, including distant ones. So yeah. I think maybe the, the uh, player yeah. pool has sh- shrinked a bit and they're like, oh, we need to try and kind of get people out into the wider world. Cap, so. listen to this one. Um, this is an interesting one and reasonably, I don't know, uh, increased rolling distance when player has a light equip load. Yes, and there's actually some YouTube videos of people comparing them, and you basically over the over about five or six rolls, you get an extra roll now mm-hmm. over that distance. If that makes sense. Okay. So it's not huge, but it's it's, it's you know it's there. So yeah. Anyways, changes to uh, to Elden Ring, bunch of bug fixes as well. But Grizz, that basically ends our episode we just want to thank every freaking one for being here tonight in the twitch chat if you're listening live uh we bloody appreciate it caging run uh deb pixel nine tails caging uh sorry i've already said caging i'm gonna say it twice it doesn't didn't even deserve once frankly no uh kamikaze cracker and a bunch of other legends bloody appreciate you being in here and chatting shit in the uh, in the twitch chat and if you want to do that too come and join us every monday from 7 p.m a w s t that's australian western standard time because we're from perth baby and that's the time we use um now if you are listening from uh, spotify uh, we appreciate you thank you for for doing so we'd appreciate it if you continue to do so and if you just do us one huge fucking favor Tell a mate about us. Uh, if you have friends that listen to podcasts and you think they might like to give this one a crack, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Um, yeah, just get them to listen to this latest one because I think the quality's improved over time and uh, no need to start from the beginning. Uh, don't worry about that one. Uh, but yeah, um, get them on board. We'd appreciate it. Now, uh, Patreons, as always, we bloody appreciate you. Thank you so much for supporting this little podcast of us financially. Um, and uh, if you'd like to do so, also you can do so by going on to Patreon, looking up for Oceanic Gaming Radio and uh, just clicking the subscribe button. And um, you too can put money towards Pav's um, uh, PC hat thing that he's going to be wearing. Um, Now, we've got a Discord and we'd love it if you join. Uh, You can find that in the description of this podcast episode or on Twitch chat in the Twitch chat right now. 
Uh, you can also find our Twitter in the same place or you can go to twitter.com slash OGR show. And uh, we're also obviously on Twitch TV. Uh, just look up twitch.tv slash Oceanic Gaming Radio. And that's pretty much all of our social media things. Is that correct? Nailed it, yep. Cap. Nailed it, Ben. Yeah. Anyways, um, appreciate um, you being Cap, here. Did you did you know, mate, on Spotify there is an option to rate your podcast or whatever you're listening to out of five stars? Actually, yeah. If you, if could you would like, if you would like to do that, if you are a pod, if you are a uh, Spotify listener, I didn't actually know that was a thing. So it's at the top left hand corner of your of your uh, episode. You can see it there. It says rate, and yeah, give it a little tickle for us, will you? Yeah, we'd really appreciate it. And um, yeah, if you don't, I'll tell your mum, and she'll be really disappointed with you. That's um, but yeah, anyways, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bloody appreciate you. Thank you for being here. And uh, yeah, see you later. Adios. Wow. Wow. Wow.